Hello, Internet. This is Ewan Spence and here's the Insight Calling. Let the voting, the very important voting, begin. Coming up, those new voting rules, welcoming the rest of the world and some very special guest stars for Junior Eurovision. Yes, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, welcome. Another week in the world of the Eurovision Song Contest and the getting very, very close now Junior Eurovision Song Contest as well. I'm Ian Spence, himself and the team at ESC Insight ready to take you through all those headlines. As always, we've got more in-depth analysis back at our website for you to read, www.escinsight.com. We're in all the usual social networks. Uh, we're even in the brand new ones at ESC Insight at doospoints.social for you Mastodon Elephant fans. And of course, you can support us on patreon.com slash ESC Insight. Right then, as always, of course, we know what we're looking forward to. 9th and the 11th of May for the semi-finals in Liverpool and 13th of May for the grand final of the Eurovision Song Contest. Junior Eurovision, December the 11th. Very close, 3pm Central European time, 6pm in Armenia when it all kicks off there. Uh, if you're going to Junior Eurovision... Yeah. Get your flights, get your accommodations sorted, that should be fine. Uh, tickets are on sale now. Go through the official website for those, juniorevision.tv. If you're heading up and planning to Liverpool, well, it's a long way out. Not all of the accommodation is opened up. Things will change. So we always say if you're going to do bookings for travel and accommodation now, just make sure that they're refundable or check the terms and conditions very, very carefully. Okay, in terms of the actual big contest itself in May, there has been some big news um, because it does change the fabric of the contest and that's the voting system I mean it's it is a relatively small change uh, the semi-finals now will not be a 50% jury 50% televote to calculate the final scores it will be 100% televote but from that small ripple could be tidal waves over the next year or two uh, <laughs> look Actually, back up, back up one. The move is in response to the voting irregularities that were seen within six juries at Turin 2022. And we've talked previously about those voting irregularities which saw the votes thrown out and computer-assisted voting taking place to decide what the scores could have been when you look at other countries and voting patterns. But anyway, uh, this, this change addresses that. It puts more power in the hand of the viewers at home. And it... It shouldn't make too much of a difference to the final result. I mean, it will make a difference. There, If we look at past Eurovisions, there are some songs that would have qualified on the strength of the televote and didn't qualify once you added the jury and the televote together. Montenegro's Granka from Who Saves, probably one of the biggest differences, uh, getting fourth in the televote and just not qualifying at all. Um, Secret from Albania last year is quite a high-profile one in recent times. So the EB have looked at all the numbers and said, well, it's probably really only going to change the 10th place one most of the time. And the songs that finish there tend to be in the bottom half of the final table when you get up to Saturday. So it's not going to really impact the contest. It does give more power to the televoters at home, and it certainly feels more powerful. But will it have those unintended consequences that I talked about there? You know, will delegations now send more radio commercial friendly songs to get more public votes because there isn't a jury vote to appeal to? 
Will the big five who get an automatic ticket through to Saturday night, where the juries will still be taking part, will they tend to go for more jury-favoured songs? Because there's not going to be many of them because of the impact in the semi-finals. Will it lead to diaspora voting that we saw in the first 10 years or so of the 21st century in a, a lot more Eastern countries qualifying on balance than Western countries? Well, unsurprisingly, we've written up a lot of this over at the site. So www.escinsight.com. Uh, we have the technical details going into more depth and analysis. But we've also taken a sort of lighter look back at the history of the song contest. What we think could have happened with these changes. I mean, there are easy ones to say, but there are other things in there as well. Italy might have won on its return. James Newman, who scored no point for the United Kingdom, that might have changed. He might have scored one point because, well, the maths is there. Go read it. It's no point me reading it in the podcast. That's why we have a website for all this stuff as well. The other new rule in there is a bit more headline friendly, but this is perhaps even less impactful. Um, but there will now be another voting country the rest of the world using the official app and pre-registration through a credit card detail for authentication anyone in a non-competing country who has a credit card system in place will be able to vote in the semi-finals and the grand finals now there's no rest of the world jury this is just rest of the world televote so that means when you get to the grand final stats fans it's not going to be a 50 50 split it's 50.6 to 49.4 with a slight favoring to the voters at home, thanks to the rest of the world. Vote. Again, it's more engaging for the audience, creates more emotional connections, and it's not got a huge amount of immediate repercussions here. But, you know, if the rest of the world are getting a vote, does that mean that at some point they would also have a jury? And if you have a televote and a jury, surely you should have an entry at that point. Does that mean that we're getting a wild card, any country can come along for one night only? Tinfoil, Stanland will no doubt be first. Okay, um, over at Junior Eurovision said it's getting much closer now, December the 11th for the show there. Tickets are on sale. All the official videos are now live up on youtube.com slash junior Eurovision. And that, of course, includes Ukraine's song Unbreakable finishing off the portfolio, the revamped version that will be the one taking place is now available for the public to listen to. We've also uh, seen some of the acts that are going to be appearing in the interval show, the introduction and everything, sort of the music outside of competition. And it should not be no surprise that Armenia's junior Eurovision winner from last year, Malena, will take to the stage. And neither will it be a surprise, but it is good to see uh, that Rosalyn, who sung for Armenia in Turin 2022, will also be appearing. And like Snap has been a song that has had a complete life outside of the song contest. Now it went viral millions of streams uh the break sort of breakout international hit that any artist would be proud of so rosa will be taken to the stage on sunday the 11th of december as well <laughs> Okay, some little bits of individual country news now. We'll start in Albania. It's a change to previous years in terms of the music being released for Festival Ikenez as Albania's musical institution. Now, in the past, by the way, uh, the winner of that would get the ticket to the Eurovision Song Contest. That's not happening now. The winner of FIK will be judged by a jury. There will be a separate tally vote 
taking place at the same time and the televote winner will get the ticket to the song contest that might be the same act it might not be the same act be interesting to watch but the music itself is not going to be released in advance the first show is december the 19th and that's the first time we'll have a chance to hear the songs that could be representing albania over in Belgium, again, we haven't heard the music for that yet, but we do know when that's going to be happened. The song presentation starts on January the 9th for the seventh seven contestants. Now, they're each entering two songs into that, so presumably we're getting two every night. The show itself is taking place on January the 18th. It's a one-shot, one-night-only national final. Tickets are actually up on sale now, ticketlive.be if you're looking to pop along to that show there. The first one, I think, since something like 2016, 2017 or so. I think it's 2016. But anyway, yeah, tickets are up there. Uh, local press in Croatia uh, are reporting that their music contest, Dora, has now received a record-breaking 196 entries. Windows now closed. They're going to be whittled down to 28. Then we will find out their names hopefully before the first semi-final. I don't think they can keep the names completely hidden, but we'll see when we hear them and the music coming through there as well. Speaking of hearing artist names, uh, Italy. A short note from the San Remo 2023 team, the acts are going to be announced on the 4th of December. Almost all the acts, because there will also be three qualifiers from San Remo Giovanni, which is happening later in December, but we will have the act names. The songs himself, as always, will not be revealed until they take to the stage at San Remo in February next year. At Malta, we have the 40 songs and acts for Malta Eurovision Song Contest. Gotta love the inventiveness in that title there. Uh, they've been announced, but we have no further details, song releases, time styles, anything like that. There are a few familiar faces in there for Eurovision watchers. Uh, Fabrizio Faniello, who sung for Malta in 2001 and 2006. Jessica, who sung for San Marino in 2018. And also two singers who've previously appeared at Junior Eurovision, Francesca Schiaberas in 2009 and Elena Bianco in 2019. Uh, a little tease from Norway. 21 songs have been chosen. No more details, no names, no competitive format notes for MGP. Just, we got them. <laughs> Gotta love it. Uh, San Marino, while not quite uh, keeping up a running count on the submissions, the team running San Marino's national final or keeping the PR interest high, getting the stories out there, confirmed that they're up to 700 submissions now from 25 countries. The window for submissions there is open until January the 20th, and presumably they're hoping they get to the 1,000 mark to get that headline. Another announcement of an announcement here from Spain. Uh, the Benidorm Fest songs are going to be published on December the 19th. The team over at Wee Blogs have noted that it, that is the day after the World Cup Grand Final, and as broadcaster RTVE is already pushing Junior Eurovision quite heavily during the Festival of Football, maybe there's going to be something the night before with a reveal during the final itself? Things are up in the air. Keep an eye out for that one. Uh, Sweden. Uh, there are some tweaks to the semi-final of Melody Festival, and that's the show five of six on Drachonsen. It used to be called, it's not anymore. The duels of that have gone. Last year's two groups of four, two qualifying from each, that's gone as well. It is just a monolithic block. Eight songs, vote happens, top four go through. The curious thing here is halfway through, the announcers will confirm who the top four songs are and who's qualifying. So you will get the chance to vote again 
knowing roughly the positions, if your act needs more votes to stay there qualified or it needs a big push in another one or an act you don't like is qualifying, that's going to be an interesting one to watch. And I'd love to know if we get any like voting pattern information of before and after. Uh, finally here, Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine's national finalists on December the 17th, but we know when the songs are coming out, December the 1st. <laughs> Okay, uh, what else have we got online? Well, as I said, the big news this week has been all about that change in the voting system, and we've got two big articles uh, looking at the impacts of that. The clinical details, about 2,000 words or so, and the let's have a look through the the, the prism of history and some sort of butterfly effect with that voting. www.escinsight.com, and you'll find links in the usual social media places as well. Uh, the main dates for your diaries, once we heard last week, London Eurovision is April the 16th, uh, Amsterdam Eurovision and Concert April the 15th, Madrid Brie Party on the 7th and 8th, and Barcelona's Eurovision Party on the 23rd, 24th, and 25th of March are your four big preview concerts if you want to plan any trips out to those. There you go there. Uh, also remember ESC 250 is open to get your votes to the best Eurovision song of all time. As always, announced annually with the winning song starting to play at three minutes to midnight European time as the new year breaks in. Right then, that's us. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Another week of news from the world of the Eurovision Song Contest and Junior Eurovision. Thank you very much for listening. If you've enjoyed it, link, like, love, share, subscribe. Uh, go to your favourite podcast app or directory. There's usually a place to put a star rating in. Uh, click on that. It helps people find us. I'll catch you back here next week. Until then, stay safe. Ta-ra for now. Here are our guitars. <laughs> This week's ESC Insight News podcast was hosted by Ewan Spence, written by Ewan Spence and the team from ESC Insight. Find out more at www.escinsight.com and support us at patreon.com slash ESC Insight.